This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which is recorded live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Radio Show is being brought to you by The Barbecue Guru, the original creators of automatic temperature control devices, now offering four different models for you to choose from. Rest easy knowing that The Barbecue Guru is controlling your temperature so you can get on with your life. Visit bbqguru.com or call 800-288-GURU for more information. And by Fred's Music and Tasty Licks BBQ Supply, your online barbecue and grilling superstore. From cookers to grills, wood chips and chunks, and everything in between, also be sure to try the Tasty Licks barbecue brand of rubs and sauces. Check Fred out online at tastylicksbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers. Located in beautiful Willoughby, Ohio, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is a family-owned and operated business looking to service the great folks of the barbecue and grilling world. Get free shipping and big discounts by mentioning my name and the term Barbecue Brother. Check out their inventory by visiting stephendefranco.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, with 30 years of experience in retail, wholesale, meat markets, food service, and customer service. Using that experience, everything they do and sell at Butcher's Barbecue comes from real-world knowledge. Check out their award-winning spices, sauces, marinades, and injections by visiting ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. And by the Barbecue Institute. Take your barbecue to the next level with the Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskins uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Visit bbqinstitute.com and register for classes today. And by Barbecuers Delight Wood Pellets. Making pellets since 1994, two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood, giving you that sweet, succulent smoke that you're looking for on your meat, both for grills and bullet-style smokers, and, of course, in larger quantities for your pellet-fed smokers. Find them at bbqrsdelight.com. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Welcome to the Barbecue Central Show. The show where we talk about all things that are important in the world of barbecue. From big name interviews with competitors on the barbecue circuit, grill manufacturers and pit makers, to advice on cooking brisket ribs. You'll find it all right here on the Barbecue Central Show. Your host, Greg Rempe, is a backyard barbecue and grilling fanatic and loves to talk about his passion, which many of us share together. You can learn more about barbecue and grilling by visiting the website, thebbqcentral.com. Now, let's get in the smoke. Here's your program host, Greg Remby. Everybody, welcome to another edition. Hello? There we go. Gang, welcome to another edition of the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on a Tuesday, coming at you live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. The barbecue capital of the North Coast. That's what we are, in case you didn't know. Uh, Just due east, just outside of downtown. That's where we are directly. But for the majority of the public that's listening tonight, if I say Cleveland, at least you have some idea where that is on the map. 
And the North Coast, of course, is uh, just to the north of us, not to be redundant, which is why we call it the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Uh, what's up to everybody in the chat room tonight? Happy to have you. We are going to get loose all over the place tonight. Lots of different ground to cover. I'll get to that here in a second. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, you can do that. You can call in directly, 877-448-0433. You can also email the show at any point if you want to. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Here's what's happening in case you have not gotten the newsletter. And don't forget, we did raise the limit of newsletter potential getters. Well, we'll call it subscribers. It sounds a little bit better that way. To 1,000. So we've doubled the amount of people to get the heads up on what's happening. You can also follow me on social media outlets. I do tweet the newsletter as well. You can follow me if you're on Twitter at BBQ Central Show. And, of course, just uh, Facebook, my name, real name, Greg and Rempe. I don't have a show page or anything like that because I want to keep it personal. Uh, 14 past the hour coming up in about 12 minutes. Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue. We had him on a number of weeks ago. And, look, some of you were uh, messaging me privately in the most private of ways saying, Harry Sue again? Uh, yeah, Harry Sue again. Look, part of the show is competition. That's what helps the show be a repeatable product week in and week out. Somebody's always winning, but in Harry's case, nobody else is winning besides him. So if he wins every contest that I, I don't want to go all off to the left here, but there obviously are some events that I pigeonhole every weekend that I would like to get the winner on to bring them in and talk about how the cook went and how they felt about categories. You're a listener to the show. You understand how it works. And, of course, there was no bigger contest, not saying that all the rest of the contests weren't big and important and all that stuff, because they all are in their own way. But the American Country Music Barbecue Throwdown, a Ronnie Cates event, Smoke on the Water, who still refuses to do my show, and I don't understand it. Um, that was the big one, so I was going to get the winner, and it just so happens that it was Harry Sue. So we're going to talk to him about that big event and some other things as well, because we're getting a lot of influx and questions Ask Harry this, ask Harry that. So I'll see what I can get to. 35 past the hour, Clint Cantwell, Smoke in the Eye barbecue team, smokeandeye.com, D-A, duh. Also the acting editor for grilling.com. I don't know if Clint is in the uh, chat room. Clint, are we going to try the video thing tonight? We never did that last night. Shined on me. Don't appreciate that in many different ways. He's got a new grilling product out. Perhaps you saw it leaked on a number of various blog outlets during the course of uh, the end of last week into the weekend. And, of course, now bridging into the week. That is uh, the week of the 2nd of April. Happy April, by the way. We're here in spring. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about, quite frankly, could turn the grilling world on its ear. I'm not going to say barbecue per se because, you know, a lot of us aren't uh, gas barbecuers, as it were. But a lot of people use propane when it comes to grilling, and we're going to talk about a very unique product that has taken really some of the best things ever about propane and smoke and woven them together in a very weave-like fashion. So we'll talk to Clint about that. A 14 past the hour of 10 going into the second hour. I put on the newsletter that I sent out today at 4 o'clock. You know, I have top men every week 
and women in the competition world, uh, making pits, accessories, all of that stuff. And sometimes I wonder, you know, what happens when Rod Gray and what happens when Johnny Trigg and Myron Mixon and you know, all these cats decide that it's time to put out the fire once and for all. Where's the next batch of interviews going to come from? Where's the next batch of competitor going to come from? We're going to be able to answer that question tonight around 14 past the hour of 10 o'clock because Brent Richardson of Slabs of Approval is going to be coming on. Uh, This is a young man who was uh, well indoctrinated into the sport of competition barbecue pretty much probably since he's ever grown up. Uh, He's been around uh, the Slabs. Stephanie Wilson, Kyle Laval, uh, he's been around the likes of um, Steve Farron. I mean, you name it. I mean, the kid's been around. Uh, so, you know, young man, 20 years old, what's it like to get into competition barbecue? What's it like to make a name for yourself or try to make a name? Develop flavor profiles, all of that good stuff from somebody that you wouldn't typically hear that from. Uh, a youngster coming up in the ranks. So we'll talk to uh, B-Rent, as uh, they call him. 35 past the hour of 10, we're open. So uh, that's going to be on you. Harry Sue coming up, Clint Cantwell, Brent Richardson. That'll round out the guests. And then, of course, it's up to you. Gang, new round of Survey Tuesday questions. And here we go. Um, fresh on the printer here. Give me one second. Here we go. Uh, question number one. And uh, I'm crediting Diane Me for this one. What is your favorite meat of the four traditional categories? Want to hear about that? Question number two. Who is your favorite TV chef? Now, it doesn't have to be barbecue-related. Tom Emery or weighing in with brisket. But who? just in general, who's your favorite TV chef? I have mine. Oh, do I have mine, and I love her. Credit Doug Scheidig for Scheiding for coming up with this one. Who's your favorite TV chef? Uh, Phil White, Guy Fieri, Phil White Ribs. And question number three that I came up with, all on my very own. What's your guilty pleasure? Want to hear that as well. Guilty pleasure could be something that you eat, could be a TV show that you watch, could be the fact that you do mounds and mounds of cocaine. Those are your Survey Tuesday questions. Uh, Shane Draper weighing in. Ribs as the favorite barbecue meat. Alton Brown as the favorite chef. And Deep Beef for the guilty pleasure. Shane, what are you talking about? Let me bring you up to speed on some of the contest standings and events of this past weekend. KCBS Team of the Year standings as they sit right now. Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue sitting in top position, followed by Qwow. Third, Little Miss Barbecue. Fourth, Two Men and a Grill. And fifth, Tippy Canoe Barbecue. Joe Beeland and the crew rounding out top five in the Florida Barbecue Association, which I have tried expeditiously, exponentially, and indubitably to try and get Dana Hillis on the show to talk a little FBA uh, to no avail at this point. A top five for FBA current team of the year. Uh, Dana Hillis himself, Big Papa's Country Kitchen number one. Get our smoked number two. Unknown Barbecue. I do have a t-shirt of theirs, by the way. I'm part of the Unknown Militia. Uh, is number three, Blitzkrieg Barbecue four, and Hot Wachula's fifth. Hey yo! All right, some results in the world of the Kansas City Barbecue Society, Benton, Kentucky. The Kiwanis Barbecue Cookoff took place this past weekend, and it was Eat More Butt Barbecue to Grand. Four smoking butts took reserve. Smoking teas and third, Bubba Joe's Barbecue. One of my favorite names ever, T, but rub one out. 
took fifth place. The uh, Slidal Barbecue Challenge in Slidal, Louisiana. Grand Champion Two Men, Two Old Men in a Grill. Reserve Swig and Pig, Parrot Head took three. Pit Bulls up in smoke, number four. And Barbecue took fifth. And then, of course, the ACM Barbecue Throwdown took place in Vegas. 50 grand's up for grip. Slap Your Daddy, Lucky's Q took second. Pork Barrel Barbecue third. Left Coast Q fourth. Porky's Revenge fifth. Pigskin Barbecue, 6th, Andrew's Rib Shack, 7th, Cecil Smokin' Barbecue, Pellet Envy, ninth, and All Hogs Go to Heaven, 10th place. Congratulations to each and every one. And again, we're going to get Harry Sue coming up here in just a minute to uh, be able to reflect on that. 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com are the two ways to get in touch with the show. All right, gang, let me talk to you quickly about Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Look, There are unsavory businesses and creeping marauders at each and every turn on the Internet. I think we can all agree on that. But sometimes you're looking for a barbecue or a grilling item that just isn't stocked anywhere in your hometown or the next town over or the next town over from that even. Your options now have become limited, and you are now forced to go online to buy the item you want or you're just going to have to go without it. Who wants that? The internet grip starts to set in, the hands start to sweat, your neck tightens a little bit. You've been screwed on the internet purchase before, and you don't want it to happen again. After all, this is the hard-earned money that you have earned that you're going to be spending. You need to feel confident that the company you're buying from is honest and fair. Good news, folks. Good news, good news, folks. Let Fred Bernardo and the gang over Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply relieve you of the internet buying stresses. Tasty Licks has one of the most complete inventories of barbecue and grilling items anywhere on the face of the earth. All the items that you see on Fred's website are in stock, and they are ready to ship to you directly. Now, are there other places on the internet that might have an item cheaper? Perhaps. But are you 100% confident that you're actually going to get the item you buy? And how long is it going to take for you to get it? All great questions that no one has the answer to with 100% assurity. That's why when you buy from Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply, the items are in the store, they ship to you promptly, and everything in the store is priced fairly. Hell, if you want to try and work out some type of side deal with Fred, I'm sure he'll be more than happy to field your call. He's in business. He's a businessman. Tasty Licks carries grills, smokers, ceramic cookers, electric cookers, various charcoal types, wood chunks, chips, cookbooks, accessories. If they don't have it, you don't need it. And on top of all that, Fred carries many of the other show sponsors in his store as well. So it's almost like you're doing this two-for-one type thing. You're shopping at a sponsor and buying sponsor's product from the sponsor store. It's the best of both worlds. And don't forget the Tasty Licks has their own line of barbecue rubs and sauces as well. You Be sure to try those. You're not going to be disappointed. April 28th, coming up later this month, Bob and Kenny from the Barbecue Guru will be doing a demonstration at the Shillington, Pennsylvania store. They're going to be using the Guru on the Big Green Egg few other cookers as well of course they'll have the onyx oven demo as well starts at 11 a.m there's no registration just come as you are it's all free you head on over to tastylicksbbq.com let the confidence exude from you as you make your purchase online and enjoy your item on delivery don't forget that fred and the gang are there for help with you after the sale if you need it tastylicksbbq.com that's tastylicksbbq.com we're coming back with harry sue of slap yo daddy right after this stick around we'll be right back Live. 
from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. We're coming up on 14 past the hour, 877-448-0433. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Uh, Don't forget we have Survey Tuesday going on as well, but my first guest tonight has been quite a tear since the new competition year has started. This past weekend saw the ACM Barbecue Throwdown take place in Las Vegas, Nevada, and when the smoke cleared, with over 100 teams trying to win, Slap Yo Daddy came out on top of the pile. And here to talk about the event, give us a recap of the cook, none other than pitmaster of Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue, Harry Sue. Harry, welcome back again, buddy. How are you? Thank you, Greg. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous, Harry. I'm certainly... Uh, probably not riding anywhere near the high that you are running on. And, you know, before we get the recap, Harry, man, you are having quite a year so far. Did you expect to come out of the gate this hot? And how hard do you think it's going to be to maintain this level of excellence for the rest of the season? You know, I have uh, by far surpassed all the expectations that I had. Uh, we've won in five of the last six uh, events we cooked in. Is that something that you ever think about? Where how many could you possibly string along together as far as wins, or do you game plan out? I'd like to win X amount of competitions this year. Or does that not even factor into the thought process? You know, the entire thought process is focused on having fun and uh, going out and cooking and being with my friends and just having a good time. Right here, let, let me ask you this because I don't want to forget. And I have a lot of other questions here outlined, but one of the biggest questions that I got when I said Harry Sue won ACM and he's going to come back on the show and recap it is, you know, when you were on a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the Santa Anita event and we showed a picture of the setup. One bag of charcoal, one 18 and a half inch Weber Smoky Mountain. People are like, there's no way that this guy is doing a whole cook on a singular WSM with a stoker and one bag of charcoal. So I hate to kind of bring this out of timetable as far as how the discussion is concerned, but are you only using one WSM and clear it up for all the naysayers and give us the exact footprint that you're using for competitions? The exact footprint that I'm using is one 18-inch WSM and one bag of charcoal with a you know stoker system with a 10 CFM fan. And uh, many teams came by out of curiosity at the ACM in Vegas to take a look. So I had many people who stopped by to ask me about it, and I gave everybody a complete explanation of how the whole contraption works. One of the biggest follow-up questions to that, because I did mention and I showed a picture of it, is you know how are you cooking the meats? Are, are the bigger cuts getting done You know, obviously well ahead of time where you're able to just kind of wrap and hold them and do chicken and ribs on top of that after the fact? I do wrap and hold, and the brisket and butt are done by about 7 a.m. 7 a.m.? Uh-huh. And wow. I hold it for about five, six hours, and uh, we no loss in quality. We, uh, we finished, I think, third in brisket uh, last Saturday. All right, so let's go ahead and recap the cook a little bit. And before we get into the categories, the event was held in Las Vegas during the American Country Music Awards Experience Weekend. Harry, how big of a change is this deal when you compare it to some of the other more traditional events that you've cooked in the past? I mean, this isn't like you're out in the middle of a field or a parking lot. It's Vegas. It's country music. I mean, there's a lot of things going on now. 
there is a lot of things going on, and we had concerts going on, we had a convention going on, we have all these stars, uh, we had celebrity cook-offs, so it was a really busy weekend. They required the teams to check in on Thursday, so timeline-wise, it was actually more relaxing, because usually I'm sort of the last team in on Friday after work, but this time everybody had to check in by 6 p.m. on Thursday. So we actually had Thursday evening to kind of unwind. There was a reception being thrown at a Hooters, so all the teams went out and had drinks and had food. There was also another reception on Friday for the teams at the Mandalay Bay. So we were given the A-list treatment. Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy joining us here on the show. SlapYoDaddyBBQ.com is the website. They're currently sitting in number one for Team of the Year in 2012, 400-plus point lead over QOW, uh, which is in second place. Uh, Harry, when you have so much else going on around you, stack on top of that, you're in Vegas, so like a billion things to draw your attention away from the task at hand. Was it hard to maintain focus given all of those ancillary things that you could easily get caught up in? I think it's really easy to get caught up in Vegas because of the glitter and the glamour and, of course, the allure of the casino and gaming. I know a lot of teams uh, took their time and went out to uh, kind of you know make a deposit or make a withdrawal at Vegas, so depending on how you want to look at it. Harry Sue joining us here on the show. All right, so let's go ahead and take a little bit closer look at the turn-ins. Uh, you start with chicken. Let me ask you, Harry, because I was reading uh, like conflicting stories. Were they calling out uh, top 20 in each category? Yes, uh, apparently there was a time window to conduct the award ceremony. We had sort of like 30 minutes. So Ron had a challenge to try to call essentially 100 calls in 30 minutes. So <laughs> the way it worked was he called the top 20 by name. And only the first place winner for each category would go on stage to receive a plaque. Gotcha. All right. So we look at chicken, and you know this is from what pitmasters are telling me. You get a call in chicken, and the event starts to kind of get that momentum rolling. You feel kind of good. You don't get a call in chicken, and you're like, oh man, this maybe isn't like the greatest uh, omen as far as competition and awards are concerned. First overall, how did you think about the chicken as you were turning it in and running it over to the turn-in tent? Were you very happy with it? Did you think it was first-place chicken? Well, you know, in a field of 110 teams, right, it's really hard to get into the top 20 in any of the four categories, but I was really surprised. I found this after the fact that I all bought a perfect score for chicken. Only one judge gave me an 8, so I scored a 179.5 points out of a possible 180. And I looked at the second place chicken, and I actually have like a five point lead over the second place on chicken. And despite not really walking for ribs and for pork, I, I think the chicken score really propelled us uh, past the RC, which uh, we won by a scant four <laughs> ten thousand of a point over Lucky's Q. And I take my hat to all the people who competed because it was such a such a close race in the individual categories as well as the GC and RC in the top ten positions. Can you imagine if the shoe was on the other foot and you were taking reserve grant? Now, look, let's look at it in a vacuum. Of course, if you're competing over 100 teams and you take second place, it's absolutely a phenomenal accomplishment. But let's hold it inside of itself here for a second. To lose grand champion by you know that close of a margin, if you were in second place, uh, would, you be, would you still be happy with it? You would be like, oh, I can't believe it is that close. What could I have done to put myself over the top with that razor thin of a margin? You know, Greg, for me, any time I cook a contest, if I can finish in the top 10%, I'm ecstatic uh, because competition barbecue is getting to be so intense and there's so many good teams out there. I I guarantee you that, you know, the top 100 teams in America, any single one of us would be happy to finish well in a contest because the competition is just so intense. Harry Sue joining us here on the show. All right, Harry, so we look at ribs. You get a 31st. Overall, so no call, even though they're calling out 20. How did the ribs uh, feel and taste to you as you're getting uh, ready to turn them in? 
you know, to be honest, I thought my ribs were better than my chicken. But, uh, you know, <laughs> be as what it may be, uh, the judges seem to like the chicken better. Uh, then we move on to pork, uh, 49th in pork, so you know, still very good finish. Uh, again, no call. Uh, how's, how's pork working out for you? Uh, pork is sort of uh, my kind of area I'm struggling with. Uh, it's interesting that last year I finished uh, third in the toy rankings in pork, but so this year I'm struggling with pork. Maybe everybody else has kind of amped up their game and done pork better than me, but uh, that's apparently the tag category I'm struggling this year. This just goes to illustrate what I keep telling everybody is that you can't maintain your lead for very long because uh, over time uh, you lose your edge. So when you are firing in all four cylinders, that's indeed a blessing because it's really hard to excel in one category, much less in all four. Do you have any type of game plan to try and rehone the pork at this point? I know the last time we had talked, uh, the pork was a little bit off, and you were thinking about uh, making some tinkers with it. You know, have you done anything, and what would you look to do different uh, in your next event? To try to maintain more consistency in Chester's, uh, we came in second in pork, so I thought my pork was back on track, but the ACM proved that it was again off track. But you know, as the pork sort of kind of went off track. Uh, the other two categories, the chicken and the brisket, seems to be on track. So, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of juggle the balls and you try to keep four balls in the air. And on the day that you keep the balls in the air high enough is the day that you win. Uh, in all honesty, I did not think that I placed uh, you know, in the top ten much as the GC at ACM, primarily because many teams had three walks, a couple of teams had four walks. So how can you beat a four-walk team when you only have two walks? But when they call first place, I honestly was very surprised. I left a little raw YouTube video that my niece shot of the reaction that I had, and I was just amazed that we made GC amid such a tough, tough field. Yeah, now you get the third overall in brisket, so, I mean, you don't get to walk the stage for first, but you have a, a first in chicken, you have a third in brisket. You really don't have any idea where you are in relation to the, the other two categories that you don't get a call in. Did you like the brisket? Yeah. Was it third place or better, or, or did you think you got uh, away the with it? The brisket was, uh, was pretty good, I thought, uh, and uh, I thought the pork was as good as the brisket, but, you know, look at how wrong I am. I can never guess these judges because uh, they sort of have a mind on their own, and despite what I think about it, a lot of times I'm wrong. So I've been proven, I've proven myself that I'm wrong more times I'm right with judging. <laughs> so obviously I can't be a judge. <laughs> yeah. Harry Sue joining us here on the show from Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue. We're talking about the ACM Barbecue Throwdown and the one just past weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, Harry, in a typical event, you have maybe, you know, 35, 40 teams. Obviously, there's some bigger ones during the course of the year as well. But, you know, when you get into that 100 plus category, it takes a little different spin in regards to not getting a call for a meet. You know, no call in ribs or pork. Uh, you know, are you still confident that you can pull good finish before you get that brisket call? You know, I honestly uh, didn't know until they called for brisket. And between brisket and the announcement, things happened so fast. Uh, mathematically, what I looked at the numbers, uh, there was something like about maybe 30 teams uh, spread within six or seven points uh, for a lot of the categories. And, you know, it's, it's really the intense competition and the unique KCBS scoring system that re- results in this uh, ten thousands of a percentage, uh, ten thousands of a points between teams. And uh, with the clustering, the way it works, uh, there are just so many teams jammed into some of these ranges that, you know, it's really impossible to tell who's ahead and who's behind. But I honestly thought that the lucky skew with four calls would win the contest. 
You know, I was reading your blog. You said that there were so many teams, so many calls going out, and it was like hard to keep track. You've just said that, obviously, a couple times as well tonight. So when the calls are going uh, over different places and they land on you as grand champion, obviously it was a real surprise to you, as you've stated. If you can possibly, how does it compare rank to all of these others that you've had so far this year? Is this hands down the biggest one so far? Are they all unique like children in their own way? How does it kind of shake out for you? This is unique uh, because we won. This is probably the largest payoff that Slabby Daddy has won, as well as the greatest number of teams in terms of winning a GC. Uh, Havasu was like, like 80 teams, so we won in Morgan Hill, 65 teams. So this is the first time we won a GC with these, this diverse uh, set of teams from all over America. I think there were like at least over a dozen states were represented. Uh, we had teams from England and Canada. So it, it was really a deep field. All right, so you have $50,000 in total purse. First place takes $10,000 payout, and then obviously I'm sure there's uh, category payouts as well uh, down the line. What was your uh, total winning take for the end of the weekend? Uh, we had some bonus money uh, because uh, Kingsford was kind enough to throw in $1,000 for the winner. And as everybody knows, I've been using Kingsford for four years now. Yes. Um, and uh, there was, they also threw in some extra money for the chicken win. So I, I took home over $14,000. All right. So, I mean, you listen, you listen to that number and you're like, wow, $14,000 for a weekend. Definitely a good payday. Obviously, that's going to help kind of seed the team and grow. But look... Let's be honest here, and I don't think a lot of people understand this, at least for people that aren't in competition scene or follow it as much as I do, and obviously you're in it. You know, when you're doing 35, 40 competitions a year, you're traveling. I mean, you don't rock star in on planes all the time like some of these other uh, pitmasters do and use other people's stuff. I mean, you're driving, you're using your very basic equipment. From all of the prize money that you win, and then you extrapolate or uh, you take out the expense of doing all of these competitions during the course of a year. Are you still in the black sum? Are you break even? Are you losing money? I mean, this isn't like a competition barbecue is breeding millionaires hand over fist. <laughs> I, you know, I wish that was true. Uh, you know, Sabadetti has been one of the really, really lucky and fortunate teams that uh, we've won a lot of contests. Uh, for this year, I'm definitely in the black. Uh, to give you a perspective, uh, the average team spends about $1,000 every time you roll. So if you cook 35 contests a year, if you win no price money, you're out $35,000. So it is not exactly an inexpensive contest. So teams try to make up by doing people's choice, selling barbecue, selling souvenirs, and trying to win prize money. All right, so uh, and we're talking with Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy. Uh, Harry, you're now five grand champions in for 2012, correct? Uh, yes, I think a couple of were won in December. So uh, technically for the year, it's probably three GCs this year. All right, so if we're talking about three, are you, you're within that window, though, of uh, the seven grand champions getting you the automatic bid into uh, the Jack Daniels? Yes, I believe it runs from September through the like, end of August. All right, so... so uh, I am not within the window. Yeah, you, in fact, you, actually, this is sort of early in the season because the season really doesn't kick off till about May you know, and on. All right, so you're two more away to get from that, or to get that automatic bid to the Jack. You, look, you've been very vocal about it over the last couple of years about getting down there. Uh, the past few years, there have been a few hang-ups prohibiting you from cooking at the Jack. How confident are you feeling right now about getting down to Lynchburg this year? Well, I'll just do my best, and uh, if we can get the seven for the automatic, we'll turn in our five for the draw, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I always believe that the time and a place for everything. Last year, I, you know, four of my students made it to the Jack, so maybe in 2012 we'll get a chance to uh, you know, we'll go out there and uh, experience the uh, whole the Jack experience. All right, now explain to me this. You know, there seems to be this mystique of the Jack 
and all of the stuff that comes along with it. And as an outsider looking in like me, you know, while the company name is good and it's obviously well attended and you have people from different countries, I guess I just don't see where that hype is so big for this competition versus something like an American Royal Invitational where all of the teams that are top that year have the ability to go head to head. Why does it mean so much to Cooks, and why would it mean so much for you to get down there and, and get your hand at it? Greg, I think uh, you asked an excellent question, right? That why would you know somebody try so hard to go to an event that you have to be invited to? Right. You know, I've, I've been told by people who've been there, essentially, this is their answer. Until you go to the Jack and cook the Jack, you don't get it. <laughs> so since I haven't been to the Jack, I, I don't get it, but it remains a goal. And, you know, again, life is about chasing goals. And uh, when you have a goal, uh, it makes kind of your journey worthwhile. Now, I've been told by some people that, uh, you know, w- what you do is you get basically a banner with your name on it, but that banner is priceless. So I just want to have that experience. And, you know, chasing a goal is really a fun thing to do. All right, so uh, if, if you never got to the Jack, Harry, uh, let's you know look 15, 20 years down the road, however long you're going to keep cooking competitively. If you never got there, is that something that would stay with you that you never were able to achieve that particular portion? You know, I, I don't worry about it because I just go out and cook and have fun every day. And if we make it, we make it. We don't, we don't. Uh, it just remains a goal. You know, I have so many goals in life, and uh, cooking, barbecue, and having fun is really the primary goal. My, my goal for barbecue is really is an end to the means. The true means and the true objective of my being involved in barbecue is trying to spread happiness, trying to go out and spread happiness uh, through barbecue. And this is maybe some, a gift that I have, and barbecue, com- competition barbecue is just a means to achieve that objective. All right, Harry, so we got about like two and a half minutes left. I definitely want to give you enough time to go ahead and acknowledge any sponsors that you have, and I know you've been taking some very good care of you, so I, I definitely want to give you that time. Okay, I want to give a shout-out to some of my sponsors. I have brand-new canopies now, so whenever you see me and you see those snazzy canopies, uh, they are from my friend Walter of VM Print, and I left his phone number on my website. I'd like to thank uh, Rock's Barbecue System for my stoker control system and uh, Agent Bandit for those wonderful replacement Weber doors that I have on my Weber Smoky Mouth. So uh, I really you know, am really thankful to all the support from so many people that I've received uh, the past few years. I have total strangers coming to me to thank me for the little thing that I've done to inspire them and to kind of uh, put them on the barbecue path because I always believe that there is happiness through barbecue, and I just love to share my passion for barbecue with anyone who wants to listen. All right, Harry, where are you going to be competing next? Because I'm sure people are going to want to you know, find another competition since you're on such a hot streak. Uh, I'm, I'm actually uh, teaching classes uh, all of uh, essentially April. I am backlog uh, for the past, for the next, I don't know how many months, seven, eight months, so I'm trying to kind of take care of the backlog by trying to teach additional classes. I will also be teaching in Arizona. The largest barbecue store in Arizona, Barbecue Island, hired me to do classes to try to take care of some of uh, the uh, students out in Arizona. So I'm kind of trying to cover as much ground as I can because I truly believe that when I go out and pass on my passion in barbecue, these become ambassadors who can go out and spread barbecue happiness. All right, we're talking with Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue. He just took... Grand champion at the ACM Barbecue Throwdown this past weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. And he has won uh, five uh, grand champions if we're looking back in December. Three this year, uh, two right at the end of last year. Harry, always appreciate the time. Congratulations again on the big win, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. All right, thank you, Greg. You got it. There he is, Harry Sue. Slap yo daddy. Anybody cooking uh, Anybody cooking better than Harry Sue? No. Nobody cooking better. See what I did there on the production screen there? Look at this. Here's uh, Harry Sue, and there's me, and Harry Sue on the hotline. 
And I got this production thing wigged out. I just need somebody to help me through it now. So, look, I got a huge amount of email when I said that Harry Sue was coming back on. Ask him if he really cooks on one. And there was one guy who's pretty perceptive and said, you know, I, I bet he gets those big cuts of meat off and holds them for quite a while. And uh, true, true to form, one bag of charcoal, one sheet of meat, if you will, a stoker to help regulate the control. Not the one I'd pick, of course. And one Weber Smoky Mouth. Trust me. That's doing it on the cheap. All right, gang, let me talk to you for a a few minutes about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. How funny is this? This is a mere coincidence that I just talked about the Stoker and now I'm talking about the best pit temperature control device in the world, uh, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, look, if you've been thinking about an automatic pit temperature control device for your cookers, then you got to stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. So why would you buy one from any other company? I have no idea why. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? Well, I'm not going to dive into the minutiae. But imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and one set, it keeps it running at the set temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. This is real-life technology, and you can take advantage of it today. Now, maybe you are a busy working professional, or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and play Mr. Pit Temperature Tepminder. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is that you need to get done, and the Barbecue Guru maintains the pit temperature that you set it at. And there's currently four different models to choose from, so you know they're going to have one that will fit your budget. You have that ProCom 4 wireless unit that allows you to roam up to 600 feet away from your cooker and still make adjustments if you want to. You have the CyberQ2, the DigiQ DX2, the newest unit to the party, the Party Q, and at $129 for most cookers, the Party Q, the easiest point of entry into the pit temperature control device world. It's a self-contained package that runs on AA batteries. Now, maybe you're in the market for a cooker. Look no further than the Onyx Oven. The Onyx Oven has been winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country. This is a fully insulated cooker. It holds a ton of meat. Not actually 2,000 pounds, a little less. It accommodates the half and full pans for food service, and it works seamlessly with any other barbecue pit temperature device. Now, do yourself a favor, won't you? Head on over to the Barbecue Guru's website, thebbqguru.com. And check out their products. And if you have any questions on what to order, call them directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. They will make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box, 800-288-GURU. Or visit them online, thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We are going to bring up the guy that coined this phrase. Oh. Sweet blue. In 18 seconds, stand by. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Moonshine Band, Suburban Voice Let's go! I'm an outlaw. Give 
give me two shots. We don't need a radio, bring a jukebox. For my outlaws, bring me three shots. We can raise hell before the speed stops. I'm a whiskey drinking SOB. If you don't like that, then you won't like me. I'm an outlaw. I said I'm an outlaw. All right, welcome back to the show. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. All right. I knew this was going to happen. Smoking the eye guy. But Clint, weren't you calling in on uh, Skype? Uh, 877-448-0433. Clint, if you're calling in through the phone, don't call my cell phone. That's not going to work, right? That's uh, definitely not going to work at all. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm going to call you, I guess. Hold on. It's very inconvenient. Plus, very, uh, very manly of you to just uh, stick your phone number up there for all the centralites to see. Definitely not recommended. All right, let's race over to the hotline. Pitmaster of Smoke in the Eye Barbecue Competition Cooking Team, also the acting editor of Grilling.com website. Clint Cantwell joining us here on the show. Clint, how are you, buddy? Yes, I'm, I'm good, but I don't, I don't know how the interweb works. How is that possible? So you're, you're, the, you, you're an editor for a Grilling.com. That's the interwebs. Yes, but I got people that... That work for me. I've got <laughs> editors. I've got le- legal people. I've got brand guys. Different people do different things for me, and I don't have to know how the interwebs works. All right. Well, fair enough. You don't know how that. Uh, I think we've uh, both figured that out tonight. All right. Um, can I can I roll this video at least a few minutes of it? Uh, well, it's only a few minutes, but yeah. at least like a minute or so, so we can get people in the know that aren't exactly up to speed on what we're about to talk about tonight. Yeah, I guess you want to make fun of me. Mm, well, well, no. This is. <laughs> all right, hold on. Here we go. All right, that's cool. Wait, is this the wrong? Hey, one? what's up, barbecue pit master? Oh, damn it! That's the wrong one. I didn't load the right one. Oh, that's hey, what's right. up, barbecue pit masters? It's right. Clint coming hold at on. you from New York hold City. On. So when you uh, think of New York, you don't automatically uh, think of pit masters. Damn it. All right, there we go. Sorry, that was my my fault. My bad. Well, see, when you showed me that video, it wasn't live yet. So I wasn't able to rip it off. Oh, really? Yeah. So you want me to relive it? Um, no. Sweet I, blue. No, no, no. Not that one. The one that we're t- supposed to be talking about tonight. Oh, the one about the uh, yeah, yeah, the propane. Right. The hickory propane. Do you, do you have that up somewhere where I can go grab that real quick? Uh, yeah, it should be on, yeah, it's on YouTube.com forward slash Smoke and I. Smoke and uh, I. I want to go there real quick just so I, okay, here we go. Let me pull this off here. Let me do that. All right, everybody, I apologize for this. But I could act it out for you. No. Basically, we're talking about. No, 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 no. This is much better. Let me blow it out. Here we go. 
What a gas. Here we go. What a gas. Oh. What a gas. <laughs> it's Clint from SmokingTheEye.com. Oh, right. And today we're trying out Kingsford's new hickory smoked infused propane tank. God damn it. This thing is just a, a nightmare tonight. All right. Uh, I don't have the bandwidth or the processing power. All right, Clint, uh, reveal exactly what we're talking about tonight as I uh, cannot seem to get out of my own way with the technical issues. Uh, that's all right. I, I shoot in very high-def video, and it's very fancy. It is. And my videos are, are very high-tech <laughs> on grilling.com, but... Essentially, what we did was we came out with hickory-infused propane. So a lot of people are falling off their chairs at the moment, Clint. They're wondering, hickory-infused propane. To me, probably one of the greatest ideas ever. And yeah, brought to you by the good, Yeah, brought to you by the good folks at uh, Kingsford. Yes. Yeah, and we had, we had artists that did diagrams and all sorts of stuff and people explaining how it all works. It was great. Now, I guess the first thing that... I'll play devil's advocate here just for a moment because I'm totally on board with Hickory Propane. But you have a company like Kingsford, renowned probably worldwide for their vast capture of charcoal fuel. Yeah. How long had top men been in, like, rooms and... Mm. Uh, what do you call those focus groups where yeah. they decide to go into the propane side of things? I mean, this is a huge diversion. Yeah, I, I understand where you're going with this. And it, it was an unfortunate oversight that wasn't even looked at for a long time. Like they didn't realize that I, propane was a growing market that they might want to get into? Yeah, I just, well, I brought up the idea on a phone call <laughs> because... I work for grilling.com and I, we were on a phone call and I was like, Hey guys, let's, let's do something outside of the box. And they were like, yeah, that sounds great. And hickory was the flavor that we went with. Eventually we're going to do apple, but, uh, yeah. Sometimes the greatest ideas ever are born out of sheer throwing stuff out there. All right. I'm getting a, a fairly lengthy description here from a guy named Don Geiger. And it says all that yeah. the micro particulates generated through a process using only natural wooden ingredients and are not chemically yeah. altered, but are cooked to the point just up to combustion and are embedded into the flow infusion cartridge that soluble particulate from this permeate the diffuser plate. I mean, it sounds very involved. Yes. Don is actually one of my scientists that consulted on the project oh and <laughs> he's like I, the uh he's the dr blonder to your for, for everything he doesn't actually get paid for it <laughs> i get paid for it all but don is my man so props to don yeah well like you said you have people that do these things for you so um has the has the hickory infused propane officially launched what is no, the, it, the marketing uh, it actually Don could tell you, I think a launch is Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And that's pretty much all I know. Is, is there, I mean, do you think there, well, I don't even know if, if, if you think, was there a demand 
I mean, Clint, you're you're one of the top pitmasters out there. You're award-winning chef. You are multitasking on a number of various, uh, not only industries, but levels with people. Is this a product that people were clamoring for? Was there a underground swell of where's the hickory propane? There was definitely an underground swell, and we consulted with the underground, and we (laughs) put the product together, and we threw it out there. We'll see what the market says about it they may not like it they may come back to the original kingsford charcoal but all we're doing is trying to to meet popular demand i mean that's all i can do you know as a working professional sometimes it is sometimes it is a little bit more convenient to fire up the gas grill and get that ready while i'm prepping it but i'm like you know i'm suffering somewhere what is it Oh, I'm not going to be able to impart really any type of quality wood smoke to Correct. my chicken or my beef or whatever it is. Yeah. And now it's almost yeah, and like that was you, kind you, of our our inspiration yeah. around the hickory propane. Yeah. I mean, so you're you're and, able to kind of uh, kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, we don't really like to kill birds. Yeah, I mean, but, we're not promoting violence. We never promote violence here on the no. show. It's merely, no, uh, it's an analogy. It's coming from, but it's, <laughs> it's hateful and we're not going to kill birds. I apologize. But, but the point is hickory-infused propane has a good role in the barbecue world, and we're going to throw it out there. We're going to see what people do. We're going to see if people respond to it. And if not, we're going to put it on sale. And that's it. Uh, Clint, can you confirm or deny, because uh, Timothy Hulse is wondering if you are serious and are you on drugs? Uh, no, I'm not on drugs. Not on drugs, and, okay. Yeah. And, you, no, I'm not serious. I'm sorry, are you serious or you're not serious? No, I'm not serious and I'm not on drugs. Okay. But I... I do think that Kingsford may look into this product down the line. Now, hold on a second. Are we? We were, is we this... were having fun for April Fool's Day. Oh no! Do you, are you coming on the show now to to reveal that this was a joke and that I I, I had dusted off a number of top men and women in the industry for this second uh, slot in the first hour, and this is a farce. This is not Who even did real. You dust off. Who did you dust off? Clint, what's the second rule of the show? Uh, No names, please. No names, please. (laughs) I'm not about to divulge anything. So this is... I apologize. This is a joke. Uh, You you shot an incredible high-definition video and almost crashed my computer, and this is just a ruse. Uh, Well, you enjoyed the other video so much, I had to do something to back it up. Well, now I almost have cause to play. Low and slow. Low and slow. Forget about that. Uh, How about this guy? Sweet blue. Sweet blue. Yeah, I love that one. And then I love this one, too. Fall off the bone tender. What the hell are you cooking? That's one of my favorite (laughs) ones. And then uh, this one. Always rub your butt. Yeah. Always rub your butt. Yeah. We're going to play that. Well, thank you. 
Text, Thank you very much, Greg. Text Rabinow, meet to please you. I'm not the only one giving you a hard way to go. Meet to please you. There you go. All right, so this is merely now. Okay, so let's. Uh, I've just found out through horrific truth telling that uh, hickory propane is not real now, but in all seriousness, no. this is something that they might actually look at? Uh, we may. If I can work out the, the logistics and the math and I get some sort of. Uh, compensatory remodification from them, yes, we may look at it. I think think that would be a terrible failure on their part to even proceed with that. Yeah, they're they're not really feeling me on it, but anyway. I'm not going to talk about how they're feeling you or they're not feeling you, but I don't think they're very uh, into this idea. No, they they really think that I'm crazy, so... (laughs) I'm moving to Memphis, and I invite everyone, all of my friends, to come down to Memphis in May this year and have a good time. We're not cooking on propane, hickory-infused or otherwise. You're welcome to come down, Greg. And that's, that's that. All right, well, uh, you, you are listening to Clint Cantwell. He is the pitmaster of Smokin' to IA uh, competition cooking team for barbecue and also the editor of Grilling.com, the foremost authority when it comes to uh, everything outdoor cooking. Uh, well, foremost except second to, to this show, of course. But uh, check out <laughs> Grilling.com if you uh, haven't already. Lots of uh, great info and, and resources out there. Clint, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Greg. You got it. Clint Cantwell. Well, somehow I feel like I've been taking on a I've been taking on a terrible ride. I feel like I've been stood up and let down all at the same time. Ah, oh, sweet blue. Fall off the bone tender. What the hell are you cooking? And of course, this one. Always rub your butt. Always rub your butt. Ah, oh, sweet blue. Ah, sweet blue. Hey, gang, we're playing Survey Tuesday. You are married. Yes, married. Uh, It'll be 15 years in October. Thanks for asking. Survey Tuesday questions. And I have them right here. Uh, Who is who? What is your favorite meat of the four traditional categories? We'll credit to Diane Me for that. Who's your favorite TV chef? Credit Doug Scheiding. And what is your guilty pleasure? And it's probably not hickory propane. <laughs> Joke's on me. Gang, as many of you know, I've got my hands on the Gorilla pellet cooker. First thing I thought of, barbecuers delight. Why? Because widely considered that they are the pellet resource for pellet-fired cookers. That's right, whether on the competition trail or in your backyard, folks choose Barbecuers Delight wood pellets more than any other brand for their superior quality and flavor. And you should give them a try as well. You can find them at bbqrsdelight.com. Now, maybe you don't have a pellet cooker. No problem. You can still take advantage of the pellet revolution on your gas or charcoal grill or smoker by grabbing the cast iron pot option. Buy yourself a nice sampler pack of pellets, then you take your cast iron pot, you load in about a third cup of pellets into that pot, and you place it on your cooker or your grill, and you let that sweet succulent smoke take care of the rest. 
Now, maybe you're not familiar with how pellets are made. Let me give you a little insight. When pellets are being manufactured, all of the air within that cellular structure of the wood is evacuated, thus concentrating the wood into a very dense form, much denser than the natural trees. And as compared to other wood flavor enhancers, pellets will yield more intense smoke more quickly, which seals the food, locking in natural moisture and adding smoke flavor exactly when it's needed. And since pellets have been processed from sawdust, which then pressed by pressure, which generates heat, any contaminants present in the wood are eliminated. The process produces a sterile smoking wood product of consistent quality, and pellets are easy to use since you don't soak them in water prior to use. It's easy to blend wood flavors to produce consistent results each and every time with the use of Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets. Now, here's something to remember when you're buying the wood uh, the wood pellets. And that one-pound bag is 100% flavor wood, but if you use the fuel for pellet cookers, it's a little bit different. It's two-thirds oak, one-third flavor wood. That's the way to go to ensure you get that great smoke flavor with a consistent BTU burn temperature. Do yourself a favor. Grab yourself some Barbecuer's Delight Wood Pellets right now. Visit them at bbqrsdelight.com. Check out all the flavors they have and stop fussing with the sticks in the chunks. Barbecuers Delight, the choice of competition cooks and backyard hacks like me alone. As well, bbqrsdelight.com. And we're going to wrap up the... Oh. Jeez. Just knocked over the gateway. Okay, stick around. Be right back. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living. Are you coming up on five till the top of the hour? This portion of the show being uh, this portion of the show eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. If you want to jump in with Survey Tuesday, Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. That is uh, the way to get in touch with the show. Uh, you can weigh in and on Twitter as well at BBQ Central Show. Looking through the thing here, uh, Sylvie Curry. Favorite barbecued meat out of the four is pork. Doesn't look like she has any favorite TV chef. No favorite TV chef? Not a one? I know who mine isn't. And favorite guilty pleasure for Sylvie, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah, damn right. Don Geiger weighing in. Burnt Ends is the favorite meat. Favorite TV chef, uh, Rob Rainford, licensed to grill. Guess what? Working on him to be a guest uh, next month. He's got a new book coming out. Look for that. A favorite guilty pleasure, McRib. That's just guilty. That's wrong. You should be going to jail for that. That ain't even right. It's wrong. Who else? Mojo Bricks. Rattlesnake is his favorite meat. That's not traditional. Barbecue, uh, favorite TV chef, Big Mista. 
Well, I mean, he meets the uh, criteria. He's on television. And what's the last question? What's your favorite guilty pleasure? Tony Herrera, a brisket favorite barbecue meat. Ray Lampy is his favorite TV chef. And monkey bread. Monkey bread. Tony, what's monkey bread? Pulled pork, Elton Brown, and food. Doomers, LLC. Tex Rabinow, smoked polecat. What? Smoked polecat. What is that? All right. Let me go back through here a little bit more and see where we're at. Uh, brisket. Oh, Big Mista coming in. Brisket. Alton Brown is a favorite TV chef. A big cinnamon roll with melted butter. I second that emotion. Neil, just for you. I second that emotion. Monkey bread is awesome. I love monkey bread. Thanks for the rub, Neil. Biscuit cut up, rolled in brown sugar and butter. Oh, well, it sounds like I would like uh, monkey bread, too. Monkey bread? Whatever. <clears throat> Wayne Brown, ribs. Alton Brown hitting big on the chef part. Homemade ice cream, guilty pleasure. Oh, my Lord. You guys are killing it. I'm with you, B-Rank. You're up 14 past the hour. Get ready. Get your game face up. All right. Uh, I'll give you my answers to Survey Tuesday questions coming up. We'll recap the first hour. A great success and a great disappointment all in that first hour, believe it or not. I also have second takes. Little uh, hit on Barbecue Pitmasters. Got some pictures to show you guys that you might be interested in. I'm going to play that uh, Pitmasters video from Clint Cantwell, where all those great sound bites came from. And uh, time permitting, probably in the 35 past the hour segment, I will be uh, running with the... Does anybody know uh, Rhett and Link? Rhett and Link. They have like a comedy show or a comedy thing. They did a thing called the Barbecue Song. A lot of you have probably heard it. But if you haven't, we're going to do the Barbecue Song as well. And again, that'll probably be around 35 past the hour. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Those are the ways to get in touch with the show. We're going to step away. We'll reload for the second hour coming up straight ahead. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? He ate 54 wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> you could use it to fight off creeping marauders looking to take your steaks off your grills. 
I just like being anywhere with Junior, Senior, and Diva. Sounds like a whole lot of the movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really. Keep it hot, keep it clean, keep it lubricated. We have top men working on it right now. Ooh. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. 877-448-0433, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. All right, let me get these done. I said I was going to give you my answers. I'll give you my answers. Uh, Survey Tuesday questions. Favorite barbecue meat of the traditional four categories. For me, it is a close. I don't see you, dude. Brent Slabs of Approval. Brent Slabs of Approval. I don't see you. Damn it. Brent, 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 Brent. Well, did you accept my friendship? It's the BBQ, the number four, and then YOU. BBQ for you. Look me up. We only have an interview to do here in about 11 minutes. Get that big stuff out of here. Uh, favorite barbecue for me? Man, it's tough. I probably do. I probably do more barbecue chicken than anything. And I love chicken. Um, it was pork forever. I see you now. I see you, Brian. You're good. Um, it was probably pulled pork for years, but I think over time, my favorite barbecue meat is ribs. I love them. Baby back ribs, beef ribs, pork St. Louis style. I like untrimmed full spares. Love it. Favorite TV chef. Oh, man. Favorite TV chef. Get ready for this. You know her. I love her. Barefoot Contessa Ina Gart. I love that lady. Look, I don't want some wannabe model cooking, blah, blah, blah. I want somebody that makes real food that's going to be something that I would eat every day of the week. And Ina Garten is sexy in her own way. You're damn right. She is fantastic. Her recipes are outstanding. She's obviously rich because she lives in the Hamptons all year round. She's got a sweet little haircut. She hangs around with all of the coolest guys on the uh, Hamptons, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Well, Jeffrey... I'm going to run to the market. Hey, Jeffrey. When Jeffrey comes home, I'm going to surprise him with the decadent delight of spatulon cake and home fried chickens. It's great. I love it. She's my favorite TV chef. And third question, guilty pleasure. For me, it's a TV show, and I don't care who knows it. I love Merlin. I love it. I don't know if you've seen the show or not. Look, I'm not a big TV guy, I'll be honest. Sit me down. I'll watch pretty much whatever you want. But I have appointment television with my DVR. And that show is Merlin. 
So I, I just finished up the what season is it? Three. I just finished up the third season last night. Watched uh, uh, Sword in the Stone Part One and Part Two. Does anybody watch the show Merlin? It's on Sci-Fi Network. Look, you're missing out. It's fabulous. King Arthur, Merlin as a youngster. Uh, there's not one thing that I don't like about it. I love everything about it. And I'm very sad that it has now gone away. Those are my guilty pleasures. Those are the answers to my survey Tuesday questions. Uh, Hogs Gone Wild likes ribs. I agree. Guy Fieri and chocolate. Chocolate is a, a guilty pleasure now for uh, quite a number of people. Um, I'm not a huge... Speed cert, Donji. All right, I'm accepting somebody right here on, uh, right here live on the air. When it comes to TV, I'm a big band theory dude. Uh, Dave, I think you mean big bang theory, don't you? Hey, yo. I love Monster Man on sci fi. Never seen Monster Man. Sci fi where TV goes to die. Why is that where Pitmaster season three is going to be? Hey, yo. Stuff out of here. <laughs> oh my lord! Can't stand Rachel Ray and that girl on Bitchin' Kitchen. I don't know what that is. I turn the station when they come on. Netflix is cool. Big fan. All right, that's what I thought you meant. I hope not. Night time. All right. Those are your survey Tuesday questions. Eight seven seven four four eight zero four three three. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Um, I don't know if you're following John Marcus. Uh, the fact that uh, Pitmasters is a shooting right now. So uh, if you are on Twitter and you want to kind of keep up to date, go to at uh, BBQ Pitmasters, or you want to follow at BBQ Pitmasters for info on how the show is going. Uh, John seems to be tweeting a little bit more. No, there's no list. That's the other problem. Uh, there was no list that was ever released officially, so I have uh, nothing uh, official to say on that. Um, but you can go ahead and follow what John is musing about on Twitter, at BBQ Pitmasters. All right, let me give you some uh, product shots here real quick. Uh, don't look at that. I was trolling through the Internet. Now, look at... I'm about to show you something here. Look at this meal right here. Are you freaking kidding me? All right, so closest to farthest. These are uh, shish kebabs. And this is obviously something that was made on the grill. So it looks like you got like tiny round potatoes at the very front. Then there's shrimp. And then oh, you know what? I think this whole picture just got ruined for me because I just figured something out. Damn it. I thought somehow this... (laughs) Well, now it just seems ridiculous when I'm saying it out loud. I thought some lady, she uh, had hollowed out the the core or the cob of the corn and stuck the sausage in them, but I can see they're just shoved correctly right up to the side there. Well, that's not nearly as cool anymore. Damn it. That pisses me off. Look, this thing looks out-freaking-standing. You have the potato, you have shrimp, you have sausage, you have corn, sausage, shrimp, sausage, corn, all the way to the back there. That thing is ridiculous. I love everything about that picture. Now, maybe some of you are looking for an outdoor kitchen to shoot for. This is something that I would like to see in my backyard. And I was finding all of these on Pinterest. Look at this uh, grill operation. Looks like you got burners that are kept underneath there on the far left. You obviously have a bunch of storage underneath. 
You have a really immense cooking main chamber, and then probably to the right, at the very far right, which it's probably like a dual sear burner or something like that. Then you got you know nice big formal table off to the right hand side. You got a nice sitting area with fire pit, and then of course you have that gazebo off to the left or the back left corner there. So you know when the when the uh, sun goes down and the mosquitoes come out, you can retire in there. That is one great look. Now, here's a, here's an item that you want to take a look at. Could it, Well, it's not even could be. It is for your grill. Look at this thing. This is sold on the Sur La Table website. It's $50. They call this a smoking platform. So as you can see, if you're looking at the picture... You have a pullout. Well, your meat sits there on the top on the grid, obviously. They got, uh, looks like two pork roasts. Um, yeah, two pork roasts. And then you pull out the tray and you would fill it up with wood chips. And then you also have the option of adding either water uh, or on the sur la table, they're pouring wine in there. I would have no idea why you would bother putting wine in there. Evaporation, to me, unless you're getting it to a boiling point, isn't going to lend any type of moisture or flavor. Don't ask me or don't question me. Uh, talk to the masters like uh, Mike Davis and Mike Mills, who were on this show saying as much. But you're able to put some type of a liquid flavor right there where the pullout drawer handle is, and then you can load it up with any type of flavor of uh, wood chips that you want underneath, and then you put it right on the grate. They recommend uh, over direct heat. So check that out. You know, for 50 bucks, probably not the worst thing ever. I've seen worse things for 50 bucks, I can tell you that. All right, don't forget we got uh, Brent Richardson coming up here in about three minutes. Getting a uh, quick public service announcement to all the barbecue brothers and sisters from uh, our sponsor, Steve DeFranco from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, a uh, barbecue junkie, self-proclaimed. Being married to a barbecue maniac can be trying. Think about all this nonsense barbecue wife has to put up with. Here's just a few examples of why buying her an anniversary ring from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers might be one of the best ideas ever. One, all you think about is barbecue. The books, the TV shows, the websites, internet radio shows on Tuesdays between 9 and 11. You leave sticky barbecue sauce on the cabinet doors and the silverware drawer, on the kitchen table, on the chairs, on the car. I'm the dog. What did the dog ever do to you? Nothing. To you, your clothes smell great when they're covered with barbecue smoke. To your significant other, they stink. How many years has she been putting up with this misery? Poor woman. The spice cabinet full of jars and rubs and spices. Some you've used. Some you don't even remember were there. Some are like bricked together like cement. Look, when was the last time you bought her? A nice piece of jewelry to say thanks for being you, honey. Call Steve at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers because he can help you. Heck, he has to get himself out of trouble with his wife because of his own barbecue addiction. Now, whether you participate in competition barbecue or you just compete for fun, taking care of your wife by showing her how much you love her with a beautiful diamond anniversary ring from Stephen DeFranco Jewelers is just the ticket for her allowing you to continue to mess up the kitchen with all of your barbecue insanity. And you're probably thinking that treating her to a new anniversary ring will break the bank and ruin plans for that new grill or smoker. Ridiculous. The diamond anniversary rings at Stephen DeFranco Jewelers start at under $500. Not only does Steve stock great quality, but if you go to stephendefranco.com, 
You can see lots of great styles and really great prices as well. As always, Steve has a very special barbecue and brother-sister deal just for you, and here's what it is. You go to the website, stephendefranco.com. You pick out a new anniversary diamond ring, and then you call Steve. You ask for him directly. Pick up the phone. Say, hey, Steve, I'm calling you at 440-943-2700. That's 440-943-2700. You tell him you're a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you an extra $50 off an already discounted price to help pay for taking your wonderful wife out for a non-barbecue dinner. As always, Steve pays for the shipping of the ring as free uh, or as well. 440-943-2700, an anniversary band. Uh, Trust me, you'll reap the rewards for years on that one. And you get it at a great price. We're coming back with Brent Richardson from Slabs of Approval right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. We're coming up on 14 past the hour. This portion of the show being brought to you by the hotline, 877-448-0433. Don't forget we have Survey Tuesday questions as well. What's your favorite meat? Of the four traditional categories, who's your favorite TV chef and what is your guilty pleasure? But we withstand all of that now as we race to the hotline and bring up Pitmaster of Slabs of Approval, first-timer to the show, Brent Richardson. Brent, how are you, bud? Doing great. How's it going? Doing absolutely fabulous, Brent. Appreciate you making time for the show. Let me uh, get your picture up here so we can go split screen. Uh, Brent, you're looking one of the, the most dapper gentlemen probably at an awards here in this picture. Where was this taken? That was actually at Pleasant Hill this weekend. Oh, really? Yep. All right, so uh, a, a very current shot of the pitmaster of slabs of approval. Uh, Brent, probably 50 different places that we could start here tonight, and I appreciate making time for the show. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, competition barbecue is obviously something that you have been around probably not even by choice for any number of years uh, I mean, Stephanie Wilson, Steve Farron, uh, Kyle Laval. I mean, some of the, the top people in the industry, uh, you know, or are related to. Uh, how does, you know, and you're 20 years old. So, I mean, it's not like you're a 45 or 50 year old just getting into this. So, I mean, you're relatively uh, younger in life. What's it like growing up around barbecue in a barbecue state, in a barbecue city, and then around the competition scene? I mean, it's not any different from being, you know, just a regular kid, you know. I mean, you know, some kids have, you know, they grew up playing football for, you know, middle school, high school. And I grew up, you know, doing barbecue, you know, I had the choice of doing football in high school. And I said, you know, can I get weekends off and, you know, games are on weekends. So I said, no, (laughs) I'm, I'm a barbecue man. You know, is it just because you were around it and it's kind of like second nature or is it something look, cause you know, I, I look at you and you obviously, you know, your mom's kind of involved and invested with it and very successful team. Uh, and then I look at other people like, uh, you know, Jack's New South. So, you know, you kind of have this, and he's 20 years old, too. So you have, you know, a, a group of, like, newer pitmasters popping up around different parts of the country who have been involved in competition barbecue, whether they kind of have wanted to or not. So I wonder, you know, as you're looking, is it just something natural because it was something you grew up with? Did you have a point where you were going to be able to diverge and just say, you know what, I, I would rather do 
football or baseball or, or not any of it, just sit around and play Nintendo all day long? Um, yeah, it's just, it's pretty much natural, you know, I've been doing this, I've been doing this since I was five, you know, the kids cues from five to 15 and, you know, once you get your first ribbon at, you know, the age of five or six, it's been so long, I don't even remember, it's just, you know, it's the thrill and, you know, meeting all, all my friends that I've met throughout the whole, you know, barbecue travels and it's just, you know, I mean, yeah, you get close to a certain number of people doing, you know, football and stuff, but look at all the people that are doing, you know, competitions, you know, around the United States and all the people that you can meet. And it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a thrill. It's a rush pretty much. Brent Richardson joining us here on the show, pitmaster of slabs of approval. Uh, where did the name come from, Brent? Slabs of approval. I was hoping you'd ask actually, um, slabs of approval consists of four people, uh, me, my, uh, cooking partner, Austin Hall, uh, Lauren Coleman and my aunt uh, Valerie Wilson. Um, pretty much right now, it's just me, Austin, and Val. Um, Lauren's actually going to the Culinary Institute of America in New York, nice. and you know she's going to college doing her thing. And pretty much Austin and Lauren were actually with the team Squeal of Approval, which is you know Betsy and Allison and all that. And we, uh, you know, the Squeal of Approval, the Slabs dot com, and we just pretty much you know. Squ- slabs of approval and it's just been like that ever since you know 2006 all right so you've been competing since 2006 but you obviously as you had mentioned been doing it a lot earlier uh, what's easy to cook for you i mean is it something that because you've been around it there there isn't nearly the the learning curve uh, or you kind of have some like built-in pros i guess in the family to kind of help ramp that learning curve up as compared to you know some of the other folks that are out there um I really don't have a pro. I don't have a, I don't have a, you know, it, it all depends on the weekend and what I like. But if I had to pick one thing, it would definitely be chicken wings. That is the number one thing I know how to cook. Now, I mean, are you take you're also just doing like the, the regular four me categories at events too now, right? Yeah, definitely. All right. So, you know, when you're going to a competition, uh, are you able to go out and, and pick your own competitions that you want to do now? Or are you typically traveling, you know, where, uh, you know, slabs is going to be competing as well. Um, I pick pretty much wherever I want to go. Most of the time, it's going to be where the slabs go because I don't have the money to go to certain areas. So I'm sticking around St. Joseph. You know, some in Kansas, some in Missouri, and I'm definitely I'm in the Sam's Club in the Lenexa. And if I go further than that, then I'm definitely going to be traveling to St. Louis and hopefully on to. Uh, Oh, I just totally forgot where, where the last one is. Bent- Bentonville. Bentonville. Yep, yep. So that I mean that yeah. you, you would definitely like to get down there for the finals for sure, right? Oh, who wouldn't? Uh, I can tell you who wouldn't. Uh, Dave Bosca from Butcher Barbecue would not want to do that. That's a different story for a different day. Uh, all right, but Brent Richardson joining us here on the show. All right, uh, so when you decided that you were gonna, you know, you get out of the kids' queue and now you're gonna start cooking, you know, on the pro circuit, just like uh, you know everybody else that I talk to each and every week. You know, when you're setting up camp that first time, you know, if you can kind of take us back to that very first competition, do you have any type of nerves that are running through you? Are you worried about getting it everything timed out, getting all the boxes built and everything ran in on time to make sure you don't miss any clocks? Uh, oh. How, how did that go for you? It, um, the first competition, I def- definitely forgot a lot of things. Um, I, uh, the boxes went fine. 
everything came out what I thought was, you know, good at the time. And, you know, we finished middle of the pack. But, yeah, of course there's going to be nerves on your first contest. And there's still nerves every contest, you know. How easy, or how long did it take for you to build a plan to be able to execute? You know, one thing that I hear all the time from, you know, the pitmasters that are either winning, you know, a lot of the time when they're out there or they're really chasing team of the year, all the way down to the, you know, people that are doing maybe three, four, five, six, seven contests during the course of the year is you got to have a plan of attack and you got to be consistent. So what are you doing to give yourself the best shot at winning each time out? But perhaps more importantly than that, making sure that each cook is as consistent as possible to give you the best shot at taking calls and categories and perhaps an overall at some point. Uh, well, I can definitely tell you that we still don't even have a plan after six years. Um, still, still working on that. You might want to get pretty one, much, buddy, right? You yeah, get a plan. definitely. Um, pretty much what I try to do is, you know, I actually kind of have a list, you know, it's, you know, it's there, but it's not completely there. And I make sure I have all my rubs. You know, I I do it low and slow. I do it at eight o'clock at uh, at night on Friday night, and it goes until eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday. And I try to make sure, you know, keep it at two twenty-five, keep spraying it down, and that's how I'm pretty much consistent. You know, use the same rubs, same sauces. Definitely don't change it up if you're going to change it up. Do a practice cook at home. But other than that, just keep doing exactly what you've been doing, and that's exactly what I'm doing. What uh, cooker are you using? I am using a Lang 60, which is uh, made in Georgia, made from Ben Lang. Does that cooker work out well for you with that reverse flow technology? Works great. It sits at 225 perfectly and definitely would not have it without uh, the slabs.com for sure. All right, now let me ask you this. I know I, because I see you check in and you do Foursquare all the time, and a lot of the old people that are in the chat room have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but you're, you know, you're always checking into the barbecue store. Are you able to like glean chi- uh, tips and shig tips from people that are stopping in there? Because that's got to be like one of the destinations for a lot of the people to go to, right? Yeah, definitely. I I ask, you know, what are they doing, and you know, I you know, I'm seeing if I'm doing the same thing. Um, but I'm sticking with what I know, and what I know is actually. Uh, Helped out Rod Gray at one of his classes and definitely took some notes, and I've just been working off of that. Now, when you are putting together flavor profiles, you know, I'd say over the last three, four, five years, it's been sweet, a little bit of back-end heat, um, blues hog sauce, and then you're cutting it with something, a smoking crackers rub or slabs rub or, um, you know, some of these other more popular commercial-style rubs now. Are you interested in trying to kind of craft it into your own? Uh, are you still trying to follow suit with the flavor profile that's winning in order to give yourself the best chance at getting a call in a category? I am pretty much going with what wins, but what, what wins is pretty much you know consistent in every other team. So you try to find that different that different taste, and so I'm trying to make it my own, but. I'm trying to stick with what's winning and trying to get that different taste to where judges are like, that's that's different. You know, I like that. And, you know, that's what I'm pretty much going with. Brent Richardson joining us here on the show from uh, Slabs of Approval. You know, you started in 2006, Brent. Have the flavor profiles for you and, and what the team has used changed over those last five, six years? Oh, oh a lot. A lot. Um, we were first using uh, all Slabs products. You know, they're all very fantastic products. And I just asked different people what they're using. I've tried different things, and 
what uh, pretty much set it off was we went to Rod's. I went to Rod's class, you know, got some notes, cooked it in DeSoto. Did that's when we first the did the first low and slow, worked perfectly. You know, didn't really feel pressured or you know stressed out throughout that whole cook. You know, did that in Pleasant Hill, and I think that's what we're going to stick with is just doing everything we did in DeSoto and what we learned in Rod's class. All right. So, I mean, you, you had a pretty successful cook uh, this past weekend. How did the you know event turn out for you? How did your individual categories turn out? I mean, were you pretty happy with any with everything then? I was I was happy with everything. Um, chicken was you know I got there, opened the cooler, come to find out the chicken was bad. Uh oh. So had to go get new chicken, which was really no big deal. Ribs came out perfect. I liked them. You know, perfect bite. Pork was perfect got the slices right where i wanted to and brisket was probably the best brisket i've cooked in the six years that we've done this now are you using a brisket that i could achieve at a sam's club or are you using the the high-end wagyu stuff what do you cook i'm using just a regular brisket provided by uh, my sponsor the kansas city barbecue store i get my ribs pork and brisket from them and that's i just use just a regular brisket now, are you injecting? I am injecting, yes. I'm injecting pork only with a butcher's pork injection. And I, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you, and you're not injecting pork? No, I, I am injecting pork. Oh, okay. Um, and are you using uh, butcher products for that too, or do you use some, uh, something different? Yep, butchers. All right. Now, have you ever thought about, uh, you know, like making your own injections or stuff like that, or is there no reason to mess with anything like that because of all of the successful products that are out there on market? Yeah, I just, I don't see a point in trying to make your own when, you know, there's so many successful injections out there that you could, you know, that you have at your, at your disposal. So let me ask you this. <laughs> if you, and uh, so Slabs of Approval is out there, and then you have Slabs.com that is a similar competition, and if uh, Kyle and Mom get over on you guys, what kind of a conversation is taking place back at home? Are they, you know, putting it in your face and, and rubbing their ass on you, or is it more of a learning experience? And you know, how did the boxes look? You guys breaking down like boxes or, or game tape, if you will. I mean, what's it like over there? Um, pretty much, it's just if we do good, you know, they're happy. If I do better than them, it's mostly me pushing it in their face. Uh, but <laughs> Um, other than that, it's, you know, I'm, you're always constantly learning no matter what. And I always show my mom pictures. I always take food to the slabs and I always make sure they try it. And I'm always making sure, you know, I'm taking notes from everybody. Um, I'm, I've taken food over to my manager, actually, um, Dan Hathaway of Old Style Barbecue. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of critique, critiques pretty much. This has to help kind of lessen that learning curve for you, make it feel a little bit more comfortable in the, in the competition setting, I would imagine. Yeah. All right, so uh, where are you going to be cooking at next, Brent? Our next contest is in St. Joseph, Missouri. Um, first weekend in May. We can't actually do any contests in April because the Kansas City Barbecue Store is actually moving. Okay. And since I'm an employee, i got to make sure we get that moved. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably uh, part and parcel. You got to, you know, move the job to keep the job, right? Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. All right. Um, and then, as far as any sponsorships or you know anything like that, anybody you want to give a quick mention to here before I turn you loose? 
Yeah, I put I actually set a handful out there, but I want to definitely make sure I get everybody in there. Uh, theslabs.com. They got great products, chicken rub, ribs, pork, brisket, smoke me barbecue wood, um, the Kansas City Barbecue Store, which you can order products from them from the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. Blues Hog Sauces, great sauces for every product. The UPS Store of Raytown and Butcher's Barbecue. Wow, huge. So you're like a NASCAR over there. Uh, let, let me ask you one more thing, uh, Brent, before I let you go. Uh, you know, you travel around a lot, uh, and you've kind of been made available to a lot of the pitmasters out there. Uh, who who do you like to get together with and, and talk barbecue with? There's actually not one. I like talking with everybody. I'm I'm an all around person, people person. If you if you could get into a contest, a, a barbecue contest, and and win over somebody, is there? You know, pitmaster that you would like to say, yeah, you know, I was able to to beat them in a competition, or is it not that not about that? It's not about that. It's pretty much, you know, it's just you know the camaraderie, pretty much for me. Money doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it kind of matters, but not as much as making friends, and that's pretty much all it is for me. Brent Richardson joining us here on the show, pitmaster of slabs of approval. Uh, do you have a, a website, Brent, for slabs of approval? Uh, Pretty much, it's facebook.com slash slabs of approval. We uh, we had a website, but got rid of it. All right, so I mean, everybody's on social media anymore anyway. So you got a Facebook page, and you're all set up there. Facebook.com slash slabs of approval. Go over there, friend them up, like the page, all that good stuff. Uh, Brent, appreciate you coming on the show tonight, kind of breaking it down uh, from a young man's perspective. Obviously, good things uh, ahead for you, and as you start to wrangle in those grand championships, we'll have you back on to talk about it. Sounds good. I'm I'm glad. All right, Brett. Glad, take care. Glad for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Bye. There he is, Brent Richardson. You know, you wonder. I do. Where is that next stock of competition barbecue cooks coming from? Look, when I'm talking with people, it is you know they're already forty plus years old, like me. You get bit by the barbecue bug late in life, and you think your food's good, and you think your stuff don't stank. Well, I'm going to get me on the barbecue circuit. This is a little bit different. Here's a guy that has competition kind of coursing through the veins, right? And, you know, young, 20 years old, dude can't even have a beer. How, hey, you just won the pork category. Here's a beer. No, sorry. You can't do that. Sorry. Look. This dude has got a he had a he has a better beard than I had when I was beards for barbecue. What the hell is going on with that? Jeez, oh Pete. I hate it when the 20-year-olds have can grow better beards than me. I'm growing hair in the opposite direction, if you know what I mean. Powder 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Those are the two ways to get in touch with the show. Uh, we'll go ahead and recap after the break. Uh, we'll take your Survey Tuesday questions. You know, one of the other things that I wonder, and that's why I asked him, is, you know, what like, what are those conversations like? You know, I would hate, my kids would hate it if they were to decide that they would also want to start a barbecue internet radio show. Because I would be very supportive, and then I would watch them secretly during the show and lurk and, and have different names. And then they would ask me about all this great stuff, and how did I do? 
And then I would just tell him, look, it was horrible. You should stop right now. Not very supportive when it comes to the uh, competition side of things. But it always fascinates me about the, you know, the people that are growing up. I'm trying to debate. Let's do an instant poll. I'm trying to debate if a, you know, an interview with, oh, damn, is it Mike? Michael? Michael Mixon? Jack's New South? Like, is that an interview that you want to hear? I'm in between on him. I can't decide if I want to have him on the show or not. Because he's in a tough spot, I think. And let me tell you why I think he's in a tough spot. I think he's in a tough spot because of who his grandfather is. I think he's in a tough spot because of who his dad is. And I think he's in a tough spot because of what he has decided to do, which is make a new team name out of the old team name and do competition barbecue still. Um, You know, dad hasn't hung up the pit in a proverbial sense. And, you know, although I don't think Myron has won anything to speak of in recent memory, you have a lot of the fame that's going on with the television still and all that stuff. So I'm on the fence with him as far as an interview is concerned, but I think it's good to get an idea of of where the next generation of barbecue cook is coming from. And Brent is that guy. He's a guy who's got passion for food especially in the competition barbecue sense. So there you go. Thanks to Brent. Okay, gang, if you're like me, then you're always trying to think of a way to step your barbecue and grilling game up a notch or two. There's no better or easier way than do that by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. Now, do you need some validation before you head on over to butcherbbq.com to order? Fine. How about the last three winners of the Houston Livestock Barbecue Contest have all used and won with Butcher Barbecue? Top teams from KCBS, IBCA, FBA, they all use Butcher Barbecue products. How about the fact that the pitmaster of Butcher Barbecue uses Butcher Barbecue products? And all that did was get him a third overall in KCBS Team of the Year for 2011. Need I say more? Fine, I will. We all know that Butchers is well known for their injections, the pork, the beef, and now the Prime Injection, which has combined all things loved for their beef injection, using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They have combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor, available for sale right now on ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for a go-to rubber sauce. Friends, you've hit the mother load here on this one. Butcher Barbecue has a full line of award-winning rubs and sauces. One of my personal favorite rubs is that steak and brisket rub. But you want to grab some of that honey rub, too. It garnered a lot of internet recognition last year. You try that premium rub, especially if you inject with Butcher Barbecue, because it's formulated to work with the injection hand-in-hand. It's a perfect one-two punch to impress the judges and your friends alike. And, of course, last but not least, at Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look... When it comes to barbecue sauces, gang, I'm as picky as it gets. Butcher Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me every time. It's not overly sweet. There's a nice slice of tang to it. Just the right amount of back-end heat. For crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make a high-quality sauce, and he didn't take the easy way out like most do when they add that crappy liquid smoke. Now grab a bottle of six. Take it from me. It goes fast in the house. Everybody will use it all the time. 
And no worries on breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. $55 or less ships at seven U.S. bones. $56 and up ships at nine bucks. Cheap. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now and stock up. ButcherBBQ.com. That's Butcher Barbecue. As we say in France, always trust your butcher. Sorry about that. I will come back with Survey Tuesday as well as some other things. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back, uh, coming up on 20 till the top of the hour. 37 minutes past 10 o'clock. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Where did it go? Damn it. Survey Tuesday questions are as follows. Question number one, your favorite barbecue meat of the traditional four categories. Question, uh, credit Diane Me for that. Question number two, credit Doug Scheidig for this one. Your favorite TV chef. Mine, Ina Garten. That's right. Question number three, what's your guilty pleasure? I want to know. Mine is Merlin. Everybody's uh, favorite guilty pleasure, if it ever actually comes to fruition, is going to be hickory-flavored propane. A quick recap or reset of what's happened here recently. Uh, First hour, we had Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue. We talked at length about the American Country Music Awards Barbecue Throwdown. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched the ACM Awards or not, but it, the cookoff got about uh, roughly 7 to 15 seconds of video fluff time when they were showing you all of the other stuff that was going around on the experience weekend. I believe they had two full shots of like ribs and cookers and all that great stuff. So Ron Cates has done it once again. Another spectacular venue amidst a spectacular event. Showcasing competition barbecue to many people in the country who probably had no idea that this thing actually existed. And then, of course, you have a wide viewing audience and all of that great stuff as well. And keeping in the true smoke on the water production theme, huge payout $50,000. Now, it's not a $100,000 payout or $250,000 payout, but $50,000. You go back and look through all of the other contests that took place. Over the course of this past weekend, there probably wasn't too many that were over, you know, five thousand dollars. You know, maybe there was a ten thousand dollar one here or there, but typically, you know, your five thousand dollar range, you know, between the five and the ten. So to go fifty thousand dollars and ten to the winner, Harry Sue, you know, pocketed fourteen grand poly. So not a bad uh, payday for a weekend's work. It's not like I'm making $14,000 a show. So granted, lots of teams, I'm guessing some luck. There's There's got to be a, a, some percentage of luck that's involved. 
when you're doing competition barbecue, getting on the right tables and all of that stuff. But look, I mean, I don't think Harry's competition results can even begin to be reproached on at all. It's beyond reproach. Sylvie got 150 bucks for 15th place brisket. Sylvie, yeah. That paid for a night of gambling, huh? That paid for a night of gambling a little bit? Three hands, at least, unless you were going at the $100 table. I never suggest a $100 table. Always bad news. All right, uh, here we go. Let me play you this little video that uh, Clint Cantwell did. This was his, you know, some people want to know why they didn't get on Barbecue Pitmaster Season 3. And I went through and I watched a lot of videos. A lot. And it's pretty easy why some people didn't get on. A little bit harder to figure out why some others may or may not have gotten on. But after this video, you're going to see why this was probably not that hard of a decision for uh, John Marcus to make. Stand by for this. Hey, what's up, Barbecue Pitmasters? It's Clint coming at you from New York City. So when you think of New York, you don't automatically think of Pitmasters. But I was born in Texas, lived in Kansas City for a little while, and went on to marry a woman from Memphis, Tennessee. Today, I'm the pitmaster of the award-winning competition barbecue team, Smoking the Eye. Okay. And I'm also the editor of Grilling.com, the go-to authority on all things outdoor cooking related. If you're looking, you're not cooking. Uh-oh. Fall off the bone tender. What? Insane in the membrane. What? Ah. Sweet blue. I, I got smoke in my eye. Fall off the bone tender? What the hell are you cooking? Ah, sweet blue. What? If you're looking... You're not cooking. Always rub your butt. Always rub your butt. Hot and fast. Just set it and forget it. Low and slow. Insane in the membrane. Meet to please you. Always inject your butt. If you're looking, you're not cooking. Low and slow. All right. Has anybody said, always inject your butt? No. Has anybody said, on the uh, chat room, fess up, just put yes or no. If you've ever said, Insane in the membrane. Uh-oh. I've never said that. I'm not a pit master, though. I mean, I'm a pit master. Can I be a pit master in my backyard? I should be able to say. Dave would always say inject your butt. I agree with that. D, is it DDC2? What does that mean? <laughs> Insane in the membrane. Has anybody said that? All right. Uh, there was something else I was going to play too. Clint, picture. 
How awesome is this picture that I made of Clint? I'm taking me out of here. How awesome is that picture? Look at that guy. Love it. I did that all by myself. Grilling.com editor. All right. 877-448-0433. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, where did that other piece go? Maybe you didn't see this. I apologize for the black screen here, but I, I wanted to see if I could find this little video. One of my favorite songs ever about barbecue. Uh, oh, shysters. It's up here. Oh, uh-oh. Did I not save it? Uh, well, this is a shame. I had that already. Uh, well, I had the uh, red and link. And now I'm forced to be screwed here. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Damn it. Uh, did you say Harry uses charcoal? Alan writing in. Oh, uh, what? Charcoal. Yeah, he uses Kingsford charcoal, Harry. Absolutely. All right. Uh, here's Steve Hayes. Greg, we are in the midst of a storm season, and Operation Barbecue Relief has already responded to Alabama, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan... Folks, in case you didn't see the news today, Texas got hammered with thunder, uh, with uh, tornadoes. And now Texas from today's storm in 2012 so far. Uh, we got to get the word out more about Operation Barbecue. Uh, I know you had Jeff on after Joplin. I would highly recommend bringing him back on to talk about our, uh, Operation Barbecue Relief on your next week's show. Stan, I will do whatever I can to absolutely make that happen. You can check Operation Barbecue Relief out on Facebook if you want. And uh, I don't want to give that cell phone number out because it looks like it might be a personal number. But if you've ever thought that you want to uh, possibly contribute to an organization or you have some discretionary funds that you would be able to uh, donate out, then I would suggest doing that. Operation Barbecue Relief is doing fantastic things when it comes to uh, helping people out in really what is a terrible tragedy that is bestowed upon them by Mother Nature. So I actually did try to hook up with uh, Jeff tonight, but it just didn't work out. All right, let me see here. I'm going to try this again regards to the barbecue song. But I don't think this is going to be nearly as bad on the buffer. Oh, the stupid... When did... Uh, Get the 20-piece McNugget. Yeah, Why? yeah. Get the 20-piece McNugget. Get the hot chick. Don't worry about it. Here we go. It's the barbecue song. One of my favorite songs ever. 
If you've heard about it, I, I apologize. One, two, three, four. In the mountains of Tennessee, they like the smoky sauce. But over there in old Memphis, a dry rub ribbon's boss. The folks down in Georgia, they can't make up their mind. You can give it to them sweet or spicy, and they'll say that tastes all right. And you might think the South Carolinians are just a little bit off. Would you believe their barbecue's yellow with a mustard sauce? Pork shoulder is the cut of choice in Mississippi. And they pride themselves on barbecue that's totally vinegary. And Louisiana, them Cajuns, they like to spice it up. They like to spice it up. This is our review. Absolutely love that song. I apologize. Allow me to indulge, if you will. All right. Uh, God, man, I really need to hire an intern. No, not for that. Not for that, creeps. All right, uh, we will be coming back with the final round of Survey Tuesday questions. We'll wrap up the show. Your calls, if necessary. But first, let me talk to you a little bit about bringing your barbecue to the next level with a Barbecue Institute class. Pitmaster Conrad Teddy Bear Haskin uses his years of catering and restaurant experience combined with food science 
and smoking secrets to help you understand how to improve your barbecue. Backyard barbecuers and those folks who want to open businesses drive and fly in from all over the world for the Institute's small, friendly, informative classes. The Barbecue Institute has a full schedule of classes in Texas this spring and summer, covering everything from a short fajita class to an all-day class on how to smoke the classics like brisket, pork, ribs, and chicken. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you ever dream of owning your own barbecue business? One of the most popular classes at the Barbecue Institute is the commercial barbecue class. Learn from Conrad's years of experience owning a restaurant and catering company how to produce a product that your customers will become addicted to. Nothing is as expensive as failing in a commercial venture, and this class has helped students start successful barbecue operations all over the country and the world. Now, having owned too many cookers of every shape and size, and all three major brands of commercial pits, Conrad is finally having his dream classic Texas offset smoker built. It's based on his current Gator, but has all the features he's always wanted in a pit. And this summer, Conrad is going to be taking that new Gator pit smoker on a coast-to-coast teaching tour. It will kick off in Prosser, Washington on June 2nd and will culminate with a trip to Riverhead, New York on August 3rd. Check the Barbecue Institute website for details, including the locations of the stops Conrad will be making in between these two locations as they are announced. We're not teaching classes on the weekends. Conrad is conducting private classes and corporate events from coast to coast during the week to make your next off-site event really memorable. Have a Barbecue Institute off-site party. Show your employees you care with the very best barbecue money can buy. They will be talking about it for years to come, and you will also, most importantly, conserve or reduce employee turnover, especially the key ones. The ones, employees that suck, get rid of them. But keep the ones that you like. For details on all the Barbecue Institute classes, you visit bbqinstitute.com. That's bbqinstitute.com. You can also check out their fan uh, Facebook fan page and the latest news and pictures. That's bbqinstitute.com. We're going to come and wrap up the show here in just a few minutes. You are listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, coming up on five past, uh, five minutes till the top of the hour, 55 past 10 o'clock. Favorite barbecue meat? Of the four traditional categories, who is your favorite TV chef and what is your guilty pleasure? All right, uh, looking back, we had Harry Sue in the first hour. Again, uh, one 18-and-a-half-inch Weber Smoky Mountain cooker. Wow. One bag of charcoal. And then one sheet of chicken, ribs, brisket, and pork butt. A minimalist, as far as footprint is concerned, as he said on uh, any number of occasions, won the uh, American Throwdown or the American Country Music Throwdown, and had a, a great recap there. So, congratulations to Harry, having a great year. 
would be surprised on all accounts if he didn't end up grabbing at least two more grand championships, earning him to that automatic jack bid that he has been so desperately trying to get down to. And as he said, look, if you've never been down there, how would you know? Point taken. I still don't see the mystique in the jack myself as far as being a competitor and wanting to go win. Uh, Again, I maintain that I would rather win the American Royal Invitational. But what do I know? I don't even compete, so I should shut up. Uh, Also, we had uh, Clint Cantwell, who was a big fat liar, and he said that there was going to be hickory propane and then came clean and said there wasn't. So I bought into that and I apologize. But then also said that that actually could be something that actually happens. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, Then we talked with Brent Richardson of the Slabs of Approval. He is the uh, pit master of that that outfit, Slabs of Approval. So thanks to all the guests tonight. All right, we are uh, going to make way for me and Replay on Outdoor Cooking Channel and then this show and Replays on uh, Barbecue Central Radio Network. Uh, 877-448-0433, that's the number to call. Greg at the BBQ Central Show is the email address in case you want to get in touch with this show next week because we are uh, already locked and loaded. Uh, Coming up right after me will be the replay of last week's show, and then the show will be up in podcast fashion uh, either by midnight or by 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So tell your friends, hit up the website if you need to. Again, thanks to my guests, Harry Sue from Slap Yo Daddy Barbecue winning the Las Vegas event. Smoke on the Water production, $10,000 takes Grand Champion. He pocketed fourteen k in total, leaving out. Clint Cantwell, Smoke in the Eye Barbecue. Grilling.com's editor. Also, Brent Richardson of Slabs of Approval. You can find him on Facebook, facebook.com slash slabs of approval. Let me remind you to control the rusty grill grate population. As your cast iron in the raw state is cooling down after use, hit it with a little bit of Pam, a little bit of Crisco, let that bake back in, and it will maintain a rust-free service for years to come. Also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Till next Tuesday, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.